Jenny Detweiler, and I invite you to come and join me as we take a pause in our busy day and pursue soul care, as we allow our bodies to slow down and our minds to be renewed with goodness, truth, and hope. This is PRN. Pause. Renew. Next. Hi, friends. Welcome. I'm so glad that you've joined me here today. Before we do our scripture meditation exercise, I would love to take a minute to slow everything down, calm and center ourselves. So make yourself comfortable wherever you are, and I want you to notice what's happening in your body. Notice your jaw. If it feels clenched, make sure you unclench it and relax. Drop your shoulders. Shake your hands out. If you notice your tongue is on the roof of your mouth, make sure to drop your tongue down. Then take a big exhale. Sigh it out. Those are the smallest movements, but they can make a big difference, can't they? Our bodies are holding on to tension we don't even know about. Well, friends, it's the week of Easter, and I really wanted to spend some time reflecting on Christ and meditating on His Word. So today we're going to spend some time in Philippians 2, verses 1 through 11. You know I read out of many different versions. This particular episode will be reading out of the ESV. So if you want to join me, go ahead and pull out your own Bible or your own Bible app, and we'll read together. We're actually going to go through this three times. If you've listened to previous episodes, you may have heard me talk about meditation. But when it comes to scripture meditation, I really want to take time to mull over the words. I think sometimes due to time constraints or our own ADD nature, we just rush right through. But reading it repeatedly helps it really sink down in. And each time we read, we're going to focus on something different. So this first time through, what I want you to pay attention to is the theme of humility. There is a lot in this passage about humility. And when we finish reading together, we'll come back and see what we noticed in this passage about humility. Are you ready? Here we go. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Okay, what stood out to you about humility? I think it was C.S. Lewis that said, Humility is not thinking less of yourselves, but thinking about yourselves less. 
From somebody who has a problem with pride, I'm an Enneagram 2, it is my downfall. Humility doesn't always come naturally. And I have so much to learn from Christ in this area. If ever there was a picture of humility, it's Christ. He says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. Count others more significant than yourselves. Look not only to your own interest, but to those of others. And Christ himself, who was God, didn't even count equality with God something to be grasped, but instead took the form of a servant and became obedient, taking on human likeness and living with all of what that means for 33 years to the point of dying on a cross. There is no greater humility than that. What stood out to you? Okay, we're going to read through this passage again, and this time I want to focus on having the mind of Christ. What does it mean to have the mind of Christ? What does it mean to be in unity with him? And what can this passage teach us about that? So this time as we read through, I want you to use that as your lens. Here we go. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Okay, what stood out to you? Any insights about having the mind of Christ, being in unity with him? What immediately comes to my mind is that it's quite impossible, isn't it? It goes against every natural impulse inside of us (laughs) to do that. I think it's quite impossible without the Holy Spirit. And yet with the Spirit, He unites us with Christ and with each other, which is even more amazing. So it says, Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind, meaning with each other, friends. As believers, we're brothers and sisters. So not only can we be one with Christ, but we can be one with each other as we all have the same mind together. So how do we do that? Have the same mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. That in and of itself is worth meditating on for the rest of the week, wouldn't you think? (laughs) For the rest of our lives, maybe. What are your thoughts? And it looks like Having that mind takes us back to humility again, thinking less of ourselves, more of Christ, and more of others. Okay, we're going to enter this passage for the third and final time. And this time, I want us to focus on the theme of resurrection. That's what Easter is all about. 
The beginning of this passage talks about him humbling himself to the point of death, but that's not where the story ends. And Good Friday is not the end of the story. Easter is. So let's think about the resurrection theme as we read through it a third time. Notice anything that stands out to you. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Talk about a showstopper, right? That last verse, verse 10, that'll make you want to sit down and weep. Just think about all of us together in heaven, bowing the knee. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every person, across all time, across all millennia, we will all bow together. So friend, I want to end on the resurrection theme. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And I'll close out today as we prepare for moving on with what comes next in our day with a benediction of that last verse one more time. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Happy Easter, friends. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus.